Welcome to the Meet the Higdon Show. We are your hosts. I'm Ray Higdon. And I'm Jessica, and we are a normal, everyday couple navigating the challenges of marriage, money, and meaning. We are parents, biz partners, lovers, and we've created a multi-million dollar coaching and training company from home, from scratch, helping people all over the world achieve more in their life. We are here to help you get better relationships, make more money, and have more meaning and fulfillment. Let's go. Welcome back to the Meet the Higdon Show, the show where we navigate the challenges of marriage, money, and meaning so you can have the best life possible. And relationship. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Best life and relationship possible. Good try, babe. You're trying. You're doing. You got me again. (laughs) You literally get me every time on this. I know it's fun. Uh, So today we want to talk about events, retreats. Do you want to do an event? Do you want to run a retreat? Uh, Why should you do events if you want to grow your business? These are all things that we want to talk about because a lot of our audience is always asking us about them. And this could be paid events. This could be free events just for culture and your team or your people or your company, whatever that means to you. So today we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts of running a successful event. Speaking of events, depending on when you are listening to this, Mm -hmm. we do have our Rake Makers Live event coming up. And that is October 3rd through 5th in Orlando, Florida. And that's 2019. Yes. So I'm going to assume that even if they're listening to this after October 3rd through 5th, we're going to still have another Rank Makers Live next year. And the link will be the same. So you can go to rankmakerslive.com. And, uh, and check that out. But we are running our biggest event ever. Yes. Very excited about it. Mm-hmm. And we've gone back and forth on events. Yeah, we have. Quite a bit. And so, Ray, I think it would be cool for you to share uh, your experience with our last event that was much smaller and how that made you how it was too comfortable for you and what you realized about our business growing and, and the whole idea around events. Sure. So we have, you know, we've been doing events for um, quite a few years. Um, I mean, I, I did real estate events before, um, you know, we did the kind of events we do now. And so I've probably been doing events for 14 years, maybe something like that, 14 or 15 years. And, of all different sizes, um, but the largest we had we had built up our events to about 700, maybe close to 800 people, and and I had an idea that I'm like, you know what, we should we should go intimate. We should have an intimate thing. And looking back, that was a big mistake. Um, and and big, why was that a mistake? Um, a couple reasons. One, it means that impacting fewer is 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 better than impacting more and that's just not smart and also um, it hurt it, it impacts the brand you know it says something when you get you know I mean we we've we've sold almost 1700 tickets to our next event we'll have probably 2500 to 3,000 people there that says something about a brand if you want to really grow then people need to be more people need to be talking about your brand and saying, "Hey, you see what they're doing? Oh my God, that's amazing!" So it's uh, you know a line from Grant Cardone is uh, "Best known beats best," and so you know we've always felt that we had the best training, but we've just 
haven't been best known. And that's because of some of, you know, some of the moves we made in the past, but we're, we're correcting those. Well, and I, I agree with that, but I think more importantly, and we talked about this on a previous podcast, is that it was a limiting belief. I was going to get there. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I was going to get there. So there's a, there's a great book out there um, by Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap. And we talked about it on an earlier podcast, one of our probably really early ones. Yeah. And, um, and he talks about upper limit problems. And, and so in that moment of me thinking, we need to go intimate. Like to me, it sounded like a good idea. Honestly, it's difficult to constantly be selling tickets and it's kind of tiring. You know, you get fatigued from talking about the same thing over and over and over every single day. I mean, I've talked about our event every day for the last four months at least. And, and so you get a little fatigued and like, oh God, here we go again. And so um, at the time, it made total sense. Well, when it came, when we went from that big event to an event of 250, which, I mean, we sold those 250 tickets in like 36 hours. Like, they just sold out like crazy. What does that say? It says the marketplace really wants to come to our events. And so, but we limited that. We, we sold out and we, you know, didn't allow any more tickets. And I, it really hit me on the drive up to the event because on the drive up to the event, I didn't feel any kind of discomfort. It was just like, ah, we've done this kind of thing before. We've been here before, 250 people, it's not that big a deal. And then I'm like, oh man, oh. And it was like the worst feeling. It's like, oh man, I was playing so small. And so, um, you know. Because you were too comfortable. Too comfortable, right? And, that, and that's where you if, you, if you ever wanna know if you're growing or not, are you scared of out of your damn mind? Then you're growing. If you're comfy and like, ah, I got this, no problem, then you're not growing. Right. It's just a fact. And so you have to learn to chase discomfort, which sounds strange, and, but, it, but it's true. And so I definitely have some ner- nervousness about uh, you know, this upcoming event. We've never had an event over you know, seven, 800. Here we've already sold you know, almost 1,700 tickets and we have a month and a half left. And so, um, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of where that all is. Yeah, so I would say that us wanting to scale down the events was somewhat of an upper limit problem, which For sure. they talk about no in, in The Big Leap. So we want to ask you, is that an upper limit problem for you? Do you have a, and it may not be specific to events, although this podcast is about events, but do you have a uh, something going on in your business that you are considering either cutting or uh, moving away from? Are you doing that because it's a good business decision or because it's an upper limit problem for you? And events can definitely be that for people because they are so involved. I mean, they can be time consuming. They, they're right. a lot of work. Um, you have to show up differently at events than you do on video, right? But the thing about it is if you're the one who's willing to show up and do that work, it can reap major massive benefit and rewards for you and for the people that are involved. So, and, and, become, and the attendees. For, for some people, it becomes real. Yeah. And you know, some people, if they're just watching your videos online, there's, it's just a different experience when you're in front of them. And you know, when you're live with a group, it's just a, it's just a different feeling. And you know, there's I talked about this the other day in, in our rank makers group. But if you're an ever learner, never doer, then you need to change the the paradigm of which you learn. 
So if you're someone that you're always reading books in the same house or the same room, if you're always watching courses or videos in the same house, the same room, and you're just not doing the steps you know you should be doing, then you need to change your state. You need to like get out of state and you need to go to a different state and go to an event. And so like change the way that you're learning if you're not, if you find yourself not doing the work. It's just a different environment. Yeah, totally. So here's the do's and don'ts when running a successful event. Uh, don't try to do everything yourself. Yeah. We have some funny stories around this. I remember our very first event, uh, I should say generic training event, you know, that we put on together. Yeah. Um, I was literally on the floor stuffing goodie bags the yeah. night before. There were hundreds of goodie bags. I yeah. made these really, really crappy name tags. I mean, I still remember them, and I think yeah. about it now, and it's so like they embarrassing. Were, they were perforated, and like they were ripped. <laughs> they were ripped, Like yeah. they were ripped in wrong places, and like some perforation showed, some didn't. Yeah, it, it, it was, just, it was, it was embarrassing. Like, I think about it now, I'm like, like how oh, they I... hired a child to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a three-year-old could have done a better job with these name tags. So don't try and do everything yourself. We have an amazing resource. If you are thinking of um, doing an event, reach out to us and we'd be happy to share with you that resource. But we have a, um, we finally hired an event planner. It completely changed not only our workload, but how we looked at events because yeah. we looked at them differently. And so there's we a- We dreaded events. When we did everything, it's like, oh God, we got this event. And um, <laughs> we dreaded them. And that, that's obviously not healthy for the business. Sure, and then you show up differently. Right. So if you can make it so that your life is so much simpler and you literally just show up for the content and um, you know, there's always gonna be a lot of prep for an event, but right. if you can just show up for the content and all the little things like the order forms, the goodie bags, the sweat, like all of that is handled for you, it just makes your life so much easier and it's totally worth the investment, no right. question. Uh, tip number two, don't stop marketing. And I think this is uh, something that you've learned sure. along the way, but also from uh, recently with Grant Cardone too. Sure. Um, so if you want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a, you know, arguably the best, you know, ad person of all time is David Ogilvy. And he said, you're advertising not to a standing army, but to a marching parade. And what does that mean? It means that, you know, when you post something on social media, not everyone is paying attention. They got their own stuff going on. And so you have to say this over and over and over and over. And so we have, for example, we're sending messages to people in our rank makers group. And I have been- About the event. About the event. I've been talking about the event literally every day on every social media channel and the group for the last four months. There's not one day that I haven't talked about it on every channel and in the group, and when sending messages to these paying members of our group, they're like, you got an event going on? And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening here? Some of them had no idea. And and it also reminds me of, you know, in 2013, we were the number one incomers of a network marketing company that merged into another company. And so we had to really urgently reach out to members and say, hey, we're making a move and you know, all you gotta do is click this button. You just gotta click this button. You'll move over for free, it'll be amazing. And so we sent postcards, we sent text blasts, we sent emails, we did webinars. And I mean, we did so much. And I, I still, I still, I had someone maybe a month ago say, hey, what's going on? I can't log in. 
I'm like, oh my God, I mean, this is six <laughs> years later. And, and so you just gotta realize some people, they got a lot going on, they're not hearing your message. So you have to pound that drum. And again, today, we still have people haven't heard about the event that are paying members of our group. Sure. And so you just gotta keep marketing and don't let up. Absolutely. Uh, tip number three, don't ever accept the first contract of the hotel. Uh, why? That's more of your tip there. Yeah, this is definitely my tip because, um, you know, we've we've done it both ways. We've had it where we could have saved a lot more money, and we've had it where, you know, just recently with this hotel, we got the best deal of all time, and that's because we have, A, amazing help yeah. that helped us negotiate, and B, we didn't accept the first offer. Right. And so there is absolutely no reason for you really to accept the first offer of anything when it comes to right. negotiation. Uh, at least not see it. My motto in life is it never hurts to ask. Right. So if, uh, if you are working with a hotel, they're lucky to have your business. Yep. They want you as a repeat yeah. customer. So just go into it with that attitude versus, oh, I hope that they're available. Yeah. You know, and they always, I don't think there's been one time where we've thrown out something a little different that they haven't at least, uh, that they haven't at least bent the contract a little bit. And that works out in your favor because then you're not on the hook for room blocks, as many right. room blocks, you're not on the hook for as much food and beverage. Yeah. But again. You got to watch those room blocks. That's where they'll get you. Oh yeah, for That's sure. That's where they'll really get you. Yeah. And you'll, you'll overestimate, um, you know, for, for example, um, you know, I believe we may run our next event next year in Nashville. And Nashville is kind of magical because it's within driving distance of so much of the population. Well, guess what? That's gonna make room blocks a little tricky because some people may just decide to drive. Or with Airbnb, they decide right, to Airbnb house too. together right. and save a lot of money. Yeah, and... put 10 people in a house. And, and so like, you're on the hook. I mean, we were on the hook when we started this event, we were on the hook for $250,000 and we've whittled that down as we get you know rooms blocked and everything, but you gotta be real careful with that. For sure, and that's why I think, going back to tip number one, not doing everything yourself, if you can yeah. get somebody that's done this before, it'll save you more money yeah. times 10 than for you invest. Sure. So just make sure that you're, you're thinking about that. Uh, tip number four, don't think your event has to be structured like anyone else's. Right. So we, because of what we do, um, and you coach, Ray, a lot of people and a lot of top earners that run their own events and mm -hmm. things like that, they, there have been a few cases where they have copied our event pretty much verbatim, mm -hmm. like not only in the marketing word for word, but in the structure, yeah. in the offer, yeah. <laughs> like they have caught, and we tell them do not do this. And they still do it out of either just fear or laziness or yeah. I'm not sure, but. Um, well, and we, and we, just to be clear, we tell them not to, to protect them. Sure. Not like we, I don't honestly care. I'm like, right. whatever. Right. Um, but if someone attended it, like, if all of a sudden we started copying someone else's event and people had attended that event and they come to ours, they're like, wait a minute, it actually hurts us. It doesn't hurt the other person. It's not, you know, the other person shouldn't really care, but it makes us look like copycats. Like and it's we like, start well, calling our events Fate with Destiny yeah, <laughs> instead yeah. of Date with Destiny. Yeah. 11X, right, the 11X right. Growth Con, right? <laughs> right. It would uh, just be strange. 
people would think that we're just not smart. Not original. Right, not original. So, um, so you want to make sure that they're they're unique in that way, but also um, you don't have to make a three-day event, or it doesn't have to sure. be a five-day event. It could be one day, and we just had sure. um, we've just been doing one days to promote our big event, like yeah. in Dallas and in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yep. We just did a three-hour training and wrote it off, wrote off the trip for for going there, yep. and uh, and generated some income from yep. those and and a lot of ticket sales. So it's it just think about it a little outside the box and do your event your own way. But if you are selling, you want to listen to people that have sold before and kind yeah. of structure that in a similar way, I think. You wouldn't go too off course. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people, and I, I, just, um, I just actually you know, spoke at one, um, but a lot of people, they think, you know what, I'm going to have this event, and I'm going to make it amazing, and I'm not going to sell anything. And it's like, okay, well, you're just not going to be able to do too many of these um, because you need to make money. And and you need and it robs the people that want to dive deeper with you when you don't offer something. Like there's someone sitting in the audience that's like, oh my God, I love this person. I wish they offered coaching. And you're like, nope, nothing for sale. And and so it's like you you need to make money so that you're sustainable, or else you're you're always going to limit how many people you can impact with more resources, with more revenue. You can run longer, and that impacts more people. Totally. Okay, and tip number five is if you're new, don't commit to running multiple events uh, in the same season because you are going to have no idea at first if this is something that you like, something that your people enjoy. Like there are people out there who run very successful businesses that don't do events. We're not saying it's mandatory. Um, We like the idea of events because of the reasons we mentioned earlier about the brand recognition, how people just absorb things better, they, it becomes real for them, right? And Great for branding. Great for branding. But if you absolutely hate your first event and you think, oh my God, there's no way I ever want to do this again, and careful here because you want to make sure it's not because it's a limiting belief, right? Or an upper limit problem. You want to make sure it's not because you did everything yourself and you hate it because of that. You want to make sure it's because it's just not where you're meant to shine or it's just not where you're meant to be. Then don't commit to doing a second one, you know, right away or anything like that. You want to make sure like we, with our first event, we committed to three masterminds. Mm-hmm. If you remember three retreats yep. in that, and that was fulfilling on an offer, which brings right. up another point. Like if you if you do make an offer, make sure that you are going to be happy fulfilling on that offer. So we did three retreats, which we we liked the retreats, we yeah. loved them, but it was a lot to fulfill on. Well, the bigger factor there, and you weren't, I don't think, a part of it necessarily, is back then we sold you know, coaching packages that included two 30-minute coaching calls each month. Yeah. And so I went from zero scheduled calls a month to 40. And so 40 30-minute calls I was committed to, and it was intense. You know, now we run our business a little differently. I think part of that is because... I think but, part of that is because we didn't think we'd sell. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't know we'd sell that much, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, our first we event, really we're like, do shocked. people want this? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, um, and, and it's the same advice I give to people that are considering selling coaching. 
if you've never sold coaching, don't sell a 12-month program. Sell a four-week program. Sell a six-week program. That's max yeah. because you may hate it. And, and why be committed to something you hate, regardless of how much money you make? Right. So don't overcommit to multiple events or running multiple events. Running yeah. multiple events or uh, or fulfilling multiple yeah. events yep. if you're not sure. Yeah. Um, and so we want to we want to make that distinction. This is about running events, not attending. I right. we attend multiple events lots. a year. Yeah, we attend lots. lots of events for our personal growth and sure. business growth. Um, so attending is great, but if you're not 100% like, hey, this is where I'm meant to be, then then don't overcommit yourself to running those. Yep. Um, so let me do a quick recap here on our tips. Number one, don't try and do everything yourself. Number two, don't stop marketing. Yes. Number three, don't ever accept the first contract of the hotel. Number four, don't think your event has to be structured like anyone else's. And number five, if you are new to running events, don't commit to running multiple events or fulfilling on multiple events. So we appreciate you guys tuning in today. This is the Meet the Higdon Show where we navigate the challenges of marriage, money, and meaning so you can have the best partnership in life possible. If you want to learn more about our next event coming up, it'll be at rankmakerslive.com. You can check that out and, and see, and we'd love to meet you and shake your hand and yes. take a picture. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Bye for now.